You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. So glad you could make us part of your week. Wherever and however you're listening to us today, thank you. We've got a great show for you today. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm sure many of your kids have watched Blue's Clues, and we've got the groundbreaking show's creator with us today. We'll talk later with Todd Kessler, who has a new children's book out called The Good Dog. Following Todd will be an interview with Joanne Horowitz, one of the biggest talent managers in Hollywood. One of her biggest clients is Oscar winner Kevin Spacey, who just received an Emmy nomination for his spectacular work on House of Cards. Joanne is, of course, a big dog lover, so I'm going to chat with her about her dogs and why dogs are so popular among the big names in Hollywood. But before we get to those terrific guests, just a couple of bits of news for you today. You've heard me talk many times about how important dogs are to our nation's military. We have research that says that dogs have been part of the armed conflict for millennia, dating back to the Romans. They were widely used in the Civil War as guard soldiers, and in World War II and World War I, we used them as couriers. You know, actually, during the Second World War, the Marines used dogs to locate enemy positions in the Pacific, and in Vietnam, some 4,000 dogs were used to lead jungle patrols, saving untold amounts of lives. Well, today we estimate there are approximately 2,500 dogs serving our country in Iraq and Afghanistan. I say an estimated number because there are many dogs used by the special forces. And you know, we just don't have those numbers due to security reasons. But one of the most famous of those dogs in service is the dog named Cairo, who was an integral part of the Navy SEALs team that participated in the raid on Osama bin Laden's compound in 2011. These dogs, these hero dogs, are so important in helping to keep our human soldiers safe. Their nose are 100,000 times more sensitive than yours or mine, which gives them an unparalleled ability to sniff out weapons caches and IEDs. You know, it's estimated that each of these military dogs save the lives of between 150 and 200 soldiers. Of course, when not on duty keeping soldiers out of harm's way, the dogs provide our troops with companionship and an invaluable sense of normalcy and home under unmanageable circumstances. These dogs are soldiers' best friends. Many describe their dogs not as their partner, but as their brother or sister. Unfortunately, however, once the tour of duty is over for many of these brave dogs, they're just not able to get home. You see, if a military war dog is retired in a non-combat zone overseas, the military doesn't have to provide transportation home. The reason for this is that once the dog is retired, they're no longer considered military dogs, and therefore they're not legally allowed to be transported on military aircraft. Still, other military dogs, known as contract-working dogs, and who are owned by private companies, are not subject to the federal regulations mandating that they come home. You know, my friends, the solutions are simple. Military-working dogs should be brought home after being retired. They are military aircraft that fly overseas daily. If those dogs would be shipped back to the U.S. prior to retirement, then they can legally fly on military aircraft. 
We believe this should be the case for all of our military war dogs. And while many private companies take good care of their contract working dogs, we believe it makes sense that there should be some requirements in the government contracts for such private companies to ensure their well-being and bring those contract hero dogs back to U.S. soil once they retire. You know, American Humane Association has been working with Mission Canine Rescue, a fantastic organization, to bring back many of our military hero dogs and reunite them with their hero handlers. But systemic changes need to be made, which is why American Humane Association is visiting Capitol Hill this Wednesday, July 23rd, with three military hero dog teams to spotlight the importance dogs play in our military. After a lifetime of service, Don't our four-legged soldiers deserve a retirement so they can chase squirrels, fetch balls, chew on bones, or maybe even sneak a hot dog or two off the table? In other words, don't they deserve just to be able to be a dog again? Definitely stay tuned for next week's show, which will come at you live from the halls of Congress and will feature a number of guests who participated and attended this important Capitol Hill briefing. Moving on, it's my pleasure to announce that I have a new book coming out. That's right. On September 25th, we'll be releasing Animal Stars, written by me and my great friends, Linda and Alan Anderson. This book will give readers a wonderful behind-the-scenes look at the history of some of Hollywood's favorite animal stars, what kind of training they go through to bring their unforgettable roles to life, and even feature stories from acclaimed actors like Julia Roberts and Ian McGregor, and director Steven Spielberg about their experiences working with their four-legged co-stars. This book also shows about what our No Animals Were Harmed certified animal safety representatives do to make sure these beloved animal stars are not hurt while filming our favorite movies and TV shows. And as listeners of my show know, I'm happy to bring you a special offer if you pre-order a copy of the book today. Yes, simply visit Amazon or Barnes & Noble to pre-order your copy of Animal Stars. And if you do so by August 30th, you can send us the proof of purchase. And American Humane Association will be happy to send you a free gift of your choice, a tote bag or a coffee mug. Once you pre-order your copy, email your proof of purchase to Be Humane Radio Show at AmericanHumane.org by August 30th, and we'll send you your free gift. Again, that's Be Humane Radio Show at AmericanHumane.org. For more information about the book, please visit my new website, AnimalStarsBook.com. That's right, AnimalStarsBook.com. And be on the lookout when I come to a bookstore near you this fall. We'll have a great book tour and tour dates up very soon on our website. Come out, say hello, get your copy signed, and maybe even meet a real-life animal star or two. And speaking of books, my first guest today is noted children's book author with a love of dogs. We'll talk with Todd Kessler next. This is Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio, positively possum. It's dinner time in America. 
where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert-recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All right, we're back. Glad to have you with us today. Our first guest is noted children's book author and the creator of the Peabody Award-winning television series, Blue's Clues, which my kids just loved when they were younger. In fact, many Blue's Clues products, I think, still in my home. So certainly have been a big, big fan. He's just released a new book called The Good Dog, which proves that heroes come in all shapes and sizes. I'm honored to be joined today by Todd Kessler, on the show. Todd, how are you? Uh, I'm great. It's great to be here, Robin. Oh, it's wonderful. We're just so excited, all of us at American Humane, about The Good Dog, which has just hit bookshelves everywhere. Can you tell us a little bit about Ricky and his precious dog? Ricky finds a puppy by the side of the road and decides to take him home. And then he has to convince uh, his parents to let the puppy stay. And his parents, who are just opening up a a family bakery and are very busy, say, well, he can stay if he's a good puppy, but if he's not a good dog, he's going to have to leave. And in the course of the story, he has to break some rules, and, and he's misunderstood for some moments in the story. So he has to decide between following the rules all the time or whether it's best to do the right thing and follow his conscience. Oh, what an incredible message in this book. An incredible message. There's lots of great messages in this book. You know, and I know there's a message about children adopting dogs is a great thing to do. Giving them that incredible second chance at life can change everything, which is, you know, what we're all about at American Humane Association, particularly giving animals a second chance for a forever loving home. Tell us a little bit about Taco's message on that. I think it benefits both sides because obviously it benefits Taco because he's given a home and a, and a warm family to live with, but it also benefits the family because they come to a deeper understanding of, first of all, what they gain from caring for the puppy, but also in terms of his small but heroic actions also change them. So, so both sides benefit. In talking to children, you know, one of the things that kids point out is the the benefit you get from having the responsibility of caring for a dog, and that's a reason they cite as why people should adopt dogs. I think that's a great message and very, very true. You know, it's so important to teach the next generation the values of compassion and teaching them at a young age is so important because the lessons that they're going to learn in this book, they're going to keep with them forever. And I think one of the great ways that we have worked together, Todd, recently is with this art contest about hero dogs and celebrating the good dog. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about the art contest? 
Yes, Taco is uh, what we say. <laughs> he's curating an art show for the Hero Dog Awards, and it's a great project for him to be involved in because, of course, he's both uh, my creation and he's also the, the creation of the artist who I collaborated with on this project, Jennifer Gray Olson, who did a great job. So it's it's great since he has a piece of artwork for him mm-hmm. to sponsor an art show, and he's encouraging kids all around the country to draw pictures of their depiction of what a hero dog is and we know from experience that when we put that that call out we'll get some very interesting and creative pieces of art because children have very imaginative and and open minds oh don't they don't they how can kids and parents who are listening today learn more about that art contest the art show they can go on the uh, Humane Association website, and from there, it's really clear how to click over to the uh, Hero Dog Awards. And on that site, just follow Taco, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he will lead you to the uh, the entry form for the contest. And it's super easy to enter because all you have to do is have your child make a drawing and photograph it and just send it in. It's really simple. Oh, that's great. And for the listeners, that's AmericanHumane.org. And again, as Todd suggested, follow Taco and you can figure out how to, to get your child engaged in this incredible, incredible experience over the summer as we celebrate Taco's lessons from The Good Dog, which is now on bookstore shelves, and importantly, celebrate the values of what it is to have a hero dog in our life. And you know, I think, Todd, when this generation is old enough to have pets on their own, they're going to be sure, especially after having embraced the lessons in your beautiful book, to adopt those dogs from shelters and rescue groups, really giving those animals a forever loving home and a real second chance. It's going to be terrific to see. Yeah, I think it's really important for kids to have something in their lives in which they can uh, express their sense of compassion. And what we find over and over again is that you can teach kids lessons, but the way they really absorb lessons is through experience and storytelling and making up their own minds about it. So we're really excited to you know, get the feedback we're getting on the, on the book. That's wonderful. And you know, and you mentioned earlier the illustrations, and they are exquisite. And it's Jennifer Gray Olson, who was your illustrator. Just her pictures and just the drawings are beautiful of this precious story. Absolutely gorgeous. And she does a great job of bringing these characters to life. How did you and Jennifer meet and and get involved in this project? I saw her portfolio, and I thought it was great. And I sent her the text for my book, and she has three children, and she read it. The, the youngest was a baby at the time, and she read it to the, her two older boys, and they loved it. So that convinced her to get involved in the project, and we just started collaborating on the drawings, and it became a book. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, again, congratulations on the good dog. And I can tell you, all of us at American Humane Association are so excited about the art show and the opportunity for kids to get engaged and celebrate the messages of the good dog through the Hero Dog Awards this year. And again, for those parents and grandparents on the phone, you're looking for a wonderful summer project with your children and grandkids, look at HeroDogAwards.org to see the button which will enter you into the art show. Also, you can visit American AmericanHumane.org and follow Taco and he'll bring you right to the art show site. You know, Todd, one of your most 
famous creations has been Blue's Clues. And I can tell you there have been so many episodes that my kids still talk about with that precious blue dog helping solve puzzles and mysteries via a series of clues. I mean, this series is just a legacy, really, uh, and an incredibly impactful. Can you tell us a little bit about your genesis for creating this incredible children's TV show? Well, I've been asked that question a lot, and it's a complicated answer because many projects that I had worked on before that went into the um, the creation of Blue's Clues. But one thing I can talk about in terms of this conversation about both my book and the television show, which star dogs, is why the choice of, of a dog. And I found over and over again that there's a lot of similarities between dogs and toddlers in that they're loyal, in that they look up to adults for guidance and for affection. And it's always a great character for a toddler to identify with because they find many qualities about dogs that are similar to them. That's beautiful because I was going to ask you, I mean, you have dogs as a theme, that's for sure. (laughs) That's incredible that, that you've chosen them to help bring these messages to life. Do you have any dogs of your own, Todd? <laughs> no, I don't. And that's a, oh. <laughs> uh, that's a complicated question. My wife has a business in two cities, and we have to travel back and forth. And, you know, we feel really strongly that it's important for dogs to have stability. And we haven't right. quite figured out how to uh, create that stability yet with our travels. <laughs> uh, oh. But, but uh, Jennifer Actually. has two dogs of her own. So there are dogs around. <laughs> well, let me ask you, did you have a pet growing up? Yes, I had various cats, actually, um, Uh but never a dog. But there were always dogs in the neighborhood. There were always dogs all around that I hung out with. Well, I tell you, we love cats at American Humane Association, too, and I'm, I'm hoping you're considering maybe one of your next series of books to feature a cat, because cats yes. need a lot of help, and they need a lot of attention oh, in this oh, country. The, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, I'm working on the second good dog book, and the second good dog book is about Taco's relationship with a cat. I love it. I uh, love yeah. it. <laughs> Yay. So it's, it's called The Good Dog and the Bad Cat, but the cat, <laughs> as it turns out, is not necessarily bad. But that's what <laughs> thought it first. Uh, and I'm very excited about Jennifer and I are working on it as we speak. Oh, that's fantastic, and I can't wait to see that, especially the illustrations of bringing that the quote-unquote bad cat to life. So that's going to be so much fun, and thanks for, for bringing a cat into the storyline. Yes. Well, Todd, it's been an honor to work with you. We're so excited about the art show. We're so excited about the good dog and bringing that to kids who've been associated with the American Humane Association. Any last messages for these kids and maybe their parents about having the love of animals in their lives? Yes, I think as the kids who I talked to said, it's always great to adopt a pet because that experience, it's not just about helping the pet, it also brings you a richness of experience and knowledge in caring for another individual and and having compassion. It's really an important part of life and very rewarding. It's beautiful. Well, Todd, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. And we're looking forward to to the second book, The Good Dog and the Bad Cat. Love it. (laughs) Thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you in Los Angeles for the Hero Dog Awards later this fall. Wonderful. And again, for all of our listeners, be sure to visit HeroDogAwards.org to vote on your favorite dog and to download the special form for your child to enter Taco's Art Show. We'll be right back with Joanne Horowitz. She's going to really share her special love for animals and give us some insights into Hollywood. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Be Humane. 
sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I know we spend a lot of time on this show chatting with some wonderful celebrities and some wonderful friends who are really so very talented and who love animals as much as we do. My next guest is no different. I'm so pleased to welcome Joanne Horwitz to our show today. Joanne is one of those amazing leaders in the entertainment community. And what I love about her is she really lets everyone know that her number one constituent are the animals. She's a passionate animal lover. And certainly you will see her and learn more about her in our Hero Dog Awards as she's going to be one of our celebrity judges for the 2014 Hero Dog Awards. Hi, Joanne. How are you today? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm great. Happy Friday. I (laughs) understand you just got back from Italy, and I know I'm absolutely jealous. How was it, and where did you visit? We were in Tuscany and Florence, and uh, it was divine. And uh, we stayed at a friend of mine, my friend Diane Warren, who's a very big songwriter, won a bid on a house at a Humane Society Awards, and we were staying at Max Weinberg's house, who is the drummer for Bruce Springsteen. Oh, how wonderful. Absolutely gorgeous. So we were in Siena and Cortana, and we went wine tasting, and we ate lots and lots and lots and lots of pasta. (laughs) That sounds like the most perfect vacation ever. It was pasta (laughs) three times a day, and I lost two pounds, so it was just perfect. 
Wow, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. Well, glad you're back. And I know you're back in time for the Emmy nominations. That was exciting news this week. Yes, it was. It was 13 nominations for House of Cards and 31 nominations for Netflix. Wow. great. So last year, we had four nominations for House of Cards. Of course, Kevin Spacey being nominated for Best Actor. And this year, we got 13 nominations. And the network, I think Netflix, the streaming service, uh, had gotten six nominations altogether last year. And this year, they got 31 nominations. So it's very, very exciting. And really, it's a new era in entertainment to see Netflix getting recognized in this way. It's massive. Yeah, really, really is. And they're doing fantastic work. And and the 31 nominations prove that. I would say most of the, I think except for one show in the drama category. Mm -hmm. All the shows that nominated were from cable or Netflix. Wow. Not network television. Wow. Well, that should certainly send some (laughs) waves of something for the networks, that's for sure. Well, Uh, you know, binge watching is in. I love it. And speaking of binge watching, the best way, I think, to watch House of Cards is binge watching and sitting there all day long with popcorn and lots of things sitting through those shows. And, you know, I spend a lot of time in D.C. at our Washington headquarters, so it's certainly interesting to see the way that the city works. And I know uh, especially as a fan of House of Cards, I think it's a lot of fun to see the willings and dealings. Um, you know, um, Joanne, we have some very special willings and dealings of our own. On July 23rd, American Humane will be hosting a congressional briefing on Capitol Hill where we're going to talk about the importance of war dogs for our nation's yes. military. Isn't that oh, wonderful? Oh, my God. My favorite thing in life. I think I've seen every YouTube war dog reunion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, American Humane has brought home, I think we're up to nine military war dogs we've brought home over the past ah. couple of months, reuniting them with their former handlers, their soldiers who were served on the battlefields of Iraq and Afghanistan. We're reuniting them together, and it's probably some of the most poignant work we've done ever. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. I really, yeah. really am. It just, It just warms my heart. And I think the other thing, I think, was it a year ago when they passed a law that war dogs are not considered military equipment anymore, that they are considered one of the soldiers, so to speak? Yes. Isn't that correct? It is. What's interesting, though, that applies to military war dogs. It doesn't apply to contract war dogs, which is another line. So it's a, you know, there's as many military war dogs that are serving. There's also the contract war dogs that are provided by those private defense contractors serving the same Uh types of work as military dogs. Absolutely. And they haven't been recognized as... Not uh, not at all. Not at all. Well, that's something I wasn't aware of and something that absolutely needs to be addressed and taken care of for sure. And that's why we'll be there July 23rd to make sure members of Congress understand the challenges facing our military hero dogs and certainly their counterparts, contract hero dogs as well. Regardless of the distinction, these dogs are doing incredible, incredible service. Oh, my God. I mean, they are lifesavers for these men, you know. I mean, it works both ways. I mean, the companionship is bar none, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love animals. I love all dogs, and like I say, the few reunions that I've seen of the dogs getting back with their handlers in, you know, from the war zone makes me cry every time. Cry well, maybe, for joy. 
Maybe we can get a segment on House of Cards, a little tribute to the military hero dogs on Capitol Hill. That'd be a, you know, a nice maybe. little... You know, maybe. <laughs> I can, I never can maybe know. put in a call to the writer and see. It's that's not right. a bad idea. It's a you great Because Kevin is a dog lover as well. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. As a matter so, of fact, his the, the most recent dog he adopted was from Boston, and he, he adopted him during, you know, right after the Boston Marathon when, you know, the explosion there. Yes. He went to visit some of the soldiers in the hospital, and they bought in a whole bunch of rescue dogs the day he was at the hospital, and there was one uh-huh. that he saw that he just fell in love with, and he ended up adopting it. Oh, what a beautiful I know, story. and his name is Boston. Oh, how appropriate. I love it. I yes, love it. he's and, adorable. You know, such a wonderful story. And speaking of adorable, you've got a great adorable photo on your Twitter page of one of your dogs comfortably stretched out laying on his back. Tell us a little bit about your precious puppies. Well, first of all, it's a she. Oh, okay. it could be the he. I'm not sure. But they both love being stretched out on their back. So I have a <laughs> female named Trixie who I rescued from a foster place, but she was gotten from Rosarita, Mexico. She was a street dog. Mm-hmm. They got her when she was a puppy. It was her litter, but they were on the street. Mm-hmm. And then my other dog, Leo, is I literally found him on the street. Wow. So, and I had no intention of keeping him, but we and uh, you know I ended up uh, falling in love, which is easy to do with dogs. And, yes. you know, he turned out to be the best dog. He actually was, when I first got him, he was a little, little aggressive, very bitey, very mouthy. And mm-hmm. it, it didn't scare me at all. I wore fur-lined gloves the first month because he didn't scare me. And you know what? When you give animals and dogs consistent love and they feel secure, they come around. And they sure do. They sure do. And he is a perfect example of that. I mean, he just turned out to be... A lover, he loves all dogs, he loves all people, and, you know, just the sweetest thing. That's so, wonderful. Uh, and, of course, you know, they come to work with me every day. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. One of the reasons I've uh, managed to stay on my own in business, I've been offered several partnerships over the years, but where I could bring my dogs to work, but I always had, like, this little nervousness about if I'm in a bigger company and someone leaves the door open or something like that, that maybe my dog gets out and right. uh, my dogs are the most important thing. And so they come to work with me every day. They pretty much go everywhere with me. Oh, amazing. And I'm, yes. it's so nice to hear that that's what's really helped to drive your career, too, is how you've chosen your career path because your love for dogs. And, you know, it's really, it's fascinating how they, animals take us, they're part of our journey. And they helped it well, to and, and the older I get, the more involved I am and intend to continue to be. So, and it, that's not just for dogs, it's for all animals and elephants, which need a lot of help right now, too. Right. Because uh, they're being poached at a furious rate. So, you know, I don't understand, I don't understand the human beings of the world. And by the way, mm-hmm. the other thing that I'm obsessed with right now is what goes on in China with the dog meat trade. Mm-hmm. That is driving me out of my mind. Plus, if you don't mind me mentioning it on the show, they oh, uh, I didn't realize this until a couple of weeks ago when I was in Italy and I turned on CNN and they did a report on the dog meat festival and in China where people bring their domesticated dogs and sell them to the dog meat trade. It's disgusting. It is so disgusting, and I got so ill. I started crying watching the segment, but, I mean, it has to stop. I mean, I don't know what we need to do, but that just 
just barbaric. I just don't even understand Mm, how that can happen. There's so so much, so many issues with animals around the world. We've got a uh, lot of work to do, and we've got a lot of work to do in our own backyards in this country. Yes, we do. The cases of abuse and neglect that we see at American Humane Association every day, Joanne, is just, it's tough, tough work. You know, we were the first national animal rescue program in this country. This program was founded in 1916. American Humane's been around since 1877, but the first national animal rescue effort was created by American Humane in 1916. And so for almost 100 years, we've been rescuing animals, not only from disasters, which are all so very challenging times when communities yes. are impacted, but also in cases of cruelty and the cruelty cases we see every day, oh. the hoarding cases in our country, in, in our, our own backyard. Absolutely in our country, without mm-hmm. question. And for me, it's like I just don't understand how a person can be abusive to an animal. I mean, I don't understand how they can be abusive to other people, but certainly to an innocent animal, you know, that has just unconditional love to give. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. It is shocking. Absolutely it, shocking. Yeah. It shocks me how little empathy most people have. That's <laughs> so true. And, you know, that was one of the reasons, one of many reasons that we created just four years ago, the Hero Dog Awards. And what we wanted to do was help to break barriers to pet ownership in our country by showing families, showing individuals that, you know, dogs can be uh, heroes and they are heroes every day. So we created the Hero Dog Awards to help celebrate, get throw those hero dogs a bone of congratulations. Yes, yes. That was one of the hardest things I had to do was voting on all those stories because I thought they all deserved to win. <laughs> and don't they? And there's many more who aren't even nominated every I know, because I read about them every day, you know. But honestly, yeah, every yes. one of those stories was so heartening. And uh, I wanted to take all those dogs home, and I hope all of them show up at the awards. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about being a judge for the Hero Dog Awards. It's got to feel a little uh, a little hard when you're making casting that ballot, but then... Uh, well, I honestly, you know, I couldn't pick one in each category. I, uh, you know, I honestly almost had like guilt feelings, like if I picked one was more favorite than the other, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really just thought all the stories were heartwarming. There were a bunch of Hero Dog Awards in there. There were therapy dog stories in there. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, certainly the, the I think, the autistic child story oh, yes. with the dog. Oh, yes. I mean, it's amazing what the companionship that dogs give. And then, uh, you know, recently, you know, you've seen a lot of these shows with the uh, military guys when they come back from war and they have that post-traumatic stress disorder and they're given, you know, one of these dogs, and it just changes their lives, yeah, you know, from, yeah. like, suicidal thoughts to being so happy, you mm-hmm. know. So animals have that kind of effect on you, you know. They sure For do. For me, it's almost like I don't meditate, I don't, you know, I don't do yoga, but if I have a, a stressful day at work, <laughs> the best thing for me is taking my dogs to the dog park to play. Aww. And it, seriously, I was talking mm-hmm. about this the other night at the dog park because it takes you out of yourself and it's all about watching your dogs be happy, interacting with other dogs in the moment because dogs live in the moment. Right. And by the end of that hour or so, you know, your stress is is, uh, is off. You feel great. At least I do. I know. I know. And so many others as well because just having yeah, that animal no, I know in a lot life. of people that really feel that way, you know. Yeah. I mean, dogs are great even... You know, when you walk outside, like I love walking outside with my dogs. I mean, you know, just the air and 
and they help you get off your butt. Yes, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, they, they get- do. I mean, sometimes you're sitting on the couch and you're going, ugh, I'm so tired. I really don't want to yeah. walk. Well, my dog needs to go for a walk. Well, guess where you're going? And that's- then you go outside and you come back in and you feel so much better that you actually exercise. So That's right. Yeah. So very true. One of the many benefits of being a pet parent and having one of those precious canines in our life. So, well, Joanne, I want to thank you so much for being a judge in the Hero Dog Awards and for sharing your love of animals and the way they motivate us and they help to uh, get us going every single day. Do you have any uh, parting words for our listeners? You know, certainly rescue mm-hmm. as opposed to buy even though all animals deserve to be loved, and be kind. (laughs) Be kind and love your animals and be responsible because I think the biggest problem with people is they don't want to take responsibility. You know, once you rescue a dog or you take a dog into your life or to your family, it's your responsibility to take care of them, not Mm -hmm. to freak out and then turn them over to a shelter where, you know, they could end up being euthanized, for God's sake, so... So well said. So true. So true. And great words of wisdom. And I hope our listeners will take that to heart and uh, (laughs) open their hearts and their homes to having uh, another canine or feline. Uh, Or feline. Absolutely. That's that's right. They need need a home. And I look forward to the Hero Dog Awards. That's right. We'll see you on September 27th. The winner is, even though to me, they are all winners already. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Joanne, thanks so much. And speaking of winners already, congratulations to House of Cards on that well, amazing. Well, thank, ver- thank you. Thank you. I the awards that. are on August 25th. And to anybody that has not watched House of Cards, go get Netflix and sit down and watch House of Cards. You will not be disappointed. That's exactly right. Cheers. Right? That's wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank my guests for joining us. I want to thank you all for listening in. We'll be back soon with another great episode. Until then, let's all remember to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.